Here we go again. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It's your boy, Icy Robots, for the Toys R Us Report. This will be episode number 10 for the week of November 19th, 2014. We have a fun, action-packed show ahead of us today. Let's see. We're going over to the Phoenix Theater in a couple days to see the debut of Phoenix Pro Wrestling, a new indie group coming out of Petaluma, California. Really looking forward to that. It should be a heck of a time. I've seen wrestling at the Phoenix mm, two times in the past. I saw Punk Slam, I think, one and two, which is really fun. The deal was they would do like a little punk show, a little band. Then they do some wrestling, then a little more punk, then a little more wrestling, like some punk, then some slamming, some punk, then some slamming. I think you get the idea. It was fun. It was cool. I wasn't so much into the bands, but I did like the wrestling. Uh, it's this indie group out of Sacramento called Supreme Pro Wrestling was uh, the ones who were doing it at the time. And if I'm understanding it correctly, this time out, it's also Supreme Pro Wrestling, but they are going under the banner of Phoenix Pro Wrestling because, you know, it's at the Phoenix Theater. So we're going to go do that. That's going to be fun. We're going to have a Retro Toy Roundup this week about the USS Flag, one of our most coveted action figure sets ever. I never had it. I don't know if you had it. If you had it, you may have been spoiled. You might have been really right on that border of being spoiled because this was a super pricey thing. I got to tell you, I've never even played with one. So doing the research for this was a good time. I learned a lot more than I ever did. And you will also learn a lot more than you ever know. Unless, of course, you're an expert. This first portion of the show should be called Weird Things I Saw While I Was Walking My Dog. Even though the two that I have for you today aren't weird. One is disappointing and one is annoying. Let's start with the disappointing one. I think that's a good place to start. We'll get that out of the way and then move on to something that annoyed me a little bit. And we'll see if you commiserate and also get annoyed by this kind of behavior. Anywho, so I used to have, I still have them. I still have these cousins, but back in the day, there were these two Australian cousins of mine that were living here in the States with us. So I got to know them pretty well, and I got to do a lot of their favorite Australian activities, one of which was rugby. We didn't play rugby, but they taught me a little bit of the rudimentary skills, for example, how to pass that big fat white ball. Okay, every day when I walk my dog past the park, there are these Samoan dudes. I'm presuming they're Samoan. They're some kind of Polynesian, but that's irrelevant to the story. The fact is they're playing rugby. They're there every day. They're pretty dedicated. They do rugby and they bring their wives with them and their wives do calisthenics. It's really an interesting thing. So anyhow, they're doing that. And as I'm walking by, the ball bounces off the field down near my feet. This happened once before. I really, I saw this as a chance to show somebody that I can toss a rugby ball. So the first time it happened, the dude scurried over and got it before I could even get my hands on it. This time though, I was able to get it. I grabbed it 
And I'm like, this is it. This is the chance for me to show these dudes, even though they've probably never seen me. But that's not right either. Because they probably have seen me. Because I see them and I walk my dog past them every day. They must have seen me. Anyhow, I don't know why I feel like I should be trying to impress them. I still was. So the ball bounces to my feet and I pick it up. I got it in my hands and I'm like, this is it, bro. I am going to show you that I can chuck the ball just as good as any of you dudes who do it every single day. It didn't work out that way. It turns out that a rugby ball is a lot fatter than a football. When we were practicing rugby, we always would use a football because it's what we had. And the rugby ball is, it's like twice that. And it's not as hard. It's a little bit softer. So when I got it, you know, I gave it the good spin like you're supposed to. It just, it did not go to them in the super tight spiral that I imagined it would. It kind of wobbled like a duck. And the dude gave me a look like, you don't know what you're doing that much, do you? Have you ever even seen a rugby ball? That's not really the look either. It was probably just like, you know, you're American. What do you know? You don't play rugby. Nice try, though. And I'm just seeing the evil in it when there was no uh, evil intended. They they seem like they're nice guys. You know, they do, they do calisthenics with their wives. How bad can you be if you make your wives do push-ups? I mean, you got to be a saint of some sort, right? That was kind of a joke. You shouldn't really make your wife do anything, I guess. You should... Gently nudge her toward doing push-ups. Anyway, here is the second story. And this actually happened the same day. This is something that really bugs me. I don't want my dog to meet other dogs. That didn't come out right. I don't want to meet other dog owners myself. I just, I'm not into it. I don't, I don't know. I'm walking for exercise. I'm trying to truck as fast as I can. So I don't really want to stop and meet other dogs. But it happens. It happens a lot. Let me tell you a story about this one time. I'm walking along, and there's a dog in front of us. It's an older lady walking it, and I don't want to, I don't want to have like a moment in the sidewalk. So I'm kind of slowing my roll, hoping that she'll eventually just like disappear off in the horizon. But I can see that she is kind of slowing, according to me, because her dog keeps turning around backwards, looking at my dog. And I'm sorry that none of this has anything to do with toys, and I will get to toys sooner or later, actually. Let's say sooner rather than later. So anyway, I can see that she is slowing her roll, trying to let me catch up, which is really, like, not what I want. So I start going even slower, and at one point, actually cross the street to try to get away from her. So I figure that she gets the hint when she kind of disappears around a corner. I'm like, she must have just finally figured out that I don't want to meet her dog, so she's just going to go around the corner and keep on keeping on. So when I get to the corner, much to my surprise and much to my chagrin, there she is standing there. She's standing there with her dog looking at me, and she says, do you want to meet my dog? And I look at her and just go, sorry, and keep walking. And I saw she looked crushed. Her face fell. She was crestfallen. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? It's not like I have, you know, a banner flying that says I'm Mr. Dog Walker friendly. And I'm not Mr. Dog Walker unfriendly. I'm just Mr. Dog Walker hanging out with my dog, not wanting to meet a bunch of other people who also walk their dogs. Is that so bad? Let me know. Hit me up at Icy Robots on Twitter. Let me know if you are one of those dog walking friendly people. Go at Icy Robots on Twitter with the hashtag dog buddy or hashtag no dog buddy. I don't know. If you can think of something better than that, do it. And I'm sure that you can think of something better because that wasn't really all 
that witty or cool. All right, hold on tight. We'll be back in a second after this commercial break. Stomper fun by fours with raw power to tackle just about anything you throw their way. And come four-wheel driving back for more and more. Battery not included. Change tires and tackle the tough outdoors. Headlights blazing the way. Wheels turning and churning, pulling you up to the action. Stomper fun by fours, first in four-wheel fun. Each sold separately from Shopper. You are listening to the Toys R Us Report, the greatest podcast in the world. Oh, that was nice to say. I'm glad that you feel the same way, too, that we are the greatest podcast in the world. You know, I remember Stompers. I think I was in, like, fifth or sixth grade, and there was, like, this really brief Stomper fad. And then after that wore out, I guess what people would do was they would take apart the Stompers and get the motor out, you know, the part that would drive the wheels, and they would take it and make little engravings on your fingernail. Like, that was the cool thing to do. I mean, people would put, like, your initial or a little star using the the spinning part, the part that would, you know, drive the wheel, like I just said. It was really weird. It was kind of a prison-style fad. I don't know who started that or even how long it lasted, but I do remember coming home with little engraved fingernails for many a day in a row. So here we go. We're going to get moving along with the show. Let's see what is up next. Oh, I know. Before we move on any further, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of these superhero TV shows that are on lately. Not like a really big review of anything. I just want to say we live in a time of wonder. Right now, I can watch Gotham one day. Flash the next day, or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. the next day, and then Flash, and then Green Arrow, and then Constantine. It's amazing. Seriously, it's amazing. I remember back in the day how hard I had to go just to find a Batman t-shirt. Now I can see a TV show where Bruce Wayne is a character every week, and it's a good show. To be honest with you, all of these are good shows. They're great. I have such a good time. Seriously, we live in a time of wonder. You could never have convinced me back in the day that someday there would be so many cool things for me to watch. And we have, like, Netflix. Netflix is coming soon with a whole new thing of Marvel shows, including, like, Daredevil and Luke Cage and Alias with Jessica Jones. This is the greatest time for entertainment in our lives. Don't sleep. Don't sleep on these shows. Gotham is good. Flash is really fun and really good. Arrow, I think, is a bit hit-miss, but I do enjoy it. Also, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a little bit inconsistent, and I do fall behind on it, and I feel a little a little bad about it, because here I am preaching how good it is, when in reality, I'm actually three episodes back. I do intend to catch up, because I want to check out... Bobby Morse, a.k.a. Mockingbird, who is played by the lovely and talented Adrian Padalecki of Wonder Woman pilot fame and also, more famously, Friday Night Lights. So, you know, don't be a hipster. Just get with it. Don't be like, these are kids' shows. I don't want to see it. Or these are, you know, not quality programs like Breaking Bad or Downton Abbey because these are better than Downton Abbey. These are better than Breaking Bad. These are better than everything because... They are full of superheroes, and what else is there in the world cooler than a superhero? Like, a 
chemistry teacher who makes meth? No. Some servants who live downstairs? No. None of that. None of that is as good. So, with all that said, and with all that mint, and all that important things off my chest, let's move forward with the show. A lone plane flying in a dark, starry sky. Passengers on their way home for the holidays. One of these passengers, Willie, from the ClecoVisions podcast. However, Willie has a problem. He sees something out of the way. No, I'm telling you, I see robots. What is it? I see robots. It's Willie's ticket to the Toys R Us report. Let me get this straight. A man in a kabuki mask attacked you in Balloon Man. Yes, officer. On November 7th, we gotta catch that guy. You're gonna need some updates. From the creators of Frozen and Wrecked Ralph. Oh no. Low battery. Baby Disney's Big Hero 6 in 3D November 7th. Yoki dokey, folks. Well, sad as it is, we did not make it to the wrestling show. I know, it's a big bummer. The problem is, I thought it was on Saturday, and it really was on Friday. Wah, wah. Woe is me. Woe is me for being a dummy and not knowing how to read a calendar. Anyway, we made up for it. We tried to do our best with the time that we had, and instead we took in a flick. We took one of my daughter's buddies, her buddy Gary, over to the theater, and we all saw... Big Hero 6, and all I can say is, wow, that was a really, really fun movie. I would have to give it 5 out of 5, a big 10 thumbs up from the ISR headquarters. It gets the highest recommendation possible. Whether you're a family or you're just an individual person, you will have fun at this movie. For real, I don't have the words to express how great this movie was. I'll say it's awesome. It was super awesome. Super mega awesome. It's all those things. It's super duper mega awesome. And as a bonus, there's a little short, a little short movie before it about a dog that is the sweetest thing I have ever seen. It literally brought a little tear to my eye. And I normally don't say sweet, and I normally don't cry during movies. So you know it's extra special. Anyhow, you need to go see this. It's a revenge tale. And we all know... Revenge is the greatest motivator and the greatest film motivator overall. So, dude, just go see it. What else can I say? Go see it. Go see it right now. Leave work. Leave your home. Do what you know. Do whatever you got to do. Just go check it out. You will have a good time. If you don't, hit me up on Twitter at IC Robots and tell me I'm a dummy. But if you do that, I'm going to tell you you're a dummy back because the movie's great. Anyhow, ISR approved. Ten thumbs up. Five stars, six stars. We'll say seven. Seven stars, ten thumbs up. Good times all around. Go see it. What? And now, the Retro Toy Roundup. Wow. Here it is, the USS Flag aircraft carrier. Imagine being on the deck of this aircraft carrier. USS Flag Aircraft Carrier comes with what you see here on the figures and equipment sold separately. 
All right, welcome back to the show. Right now, we are going to do the Retro Toy Roundup. The Retro Toy Roundup is the weekly part of the show where we closely examine a toy from the past. And this week, we got a doozy. This week, we got the ultimate G.I. Joe, dare I say, the ultimate action figure playset, the USS Flag. Okay, if you don't know, the USS Flag was the G.I. Joe's aircraft carrier, and it was massive. It was... I don't know. It might have been the biggest, baddest, greatest action figure playset of all the times. Not just this time. I'm saying all the times. The time that's come before, the times that are coming, the times that we are in now, all the times. Sadly, I never had the flag. I never knew anyone who had the flag. So all of this is just based on research. If you're one of those lucky dudes whose parents sprung for it, hit us up at the Facebook group. It's facebook.com backslash robots and let us know your first-hand experiences with the flag. The flag was based upon a Nimitz-class aircraft carrier. That's like the Navy's biggest, baddest aircraft carrier. It's the one we would take when we're going to fight Nazis or whatever Cobra, whatever bad guys, Hydra, or whoever else is out there challenging our way of life. The flag is huge. It weighs in at like 50 pounds and measures at 7 feet 6 inches. That is gigantic. That is like minute bowl height. That is enormous. But if it were really based on the actual scale of a Nimitz-class warship and a G.I. Joe action figure, it would have to be over 65 feet long, which would be awesome, but I don't think that that is anything that anyone would be able to fit into their rumpus room. What is a rumpus room? Anyway, I don't know what rumpus is. I know what a rec room is, I know what recreation is, but rumpus, I don't know, it's probably some kind of like 50s or 60s word that also means recreation, I guess? Okay, anywho, back to the flag. The flag was gigantic, as I said, and I think that that was really one of the things that kept people from owning it, that or the high price. At the time, the flag sold for $109, a whopping $109. That might not sound like a ton, but if you take into consideration that, if I'm remembering correctly, a G.I. Joe cost, uh, like $2.97 at Toys R Us back in the day, and now they cost, like, $10, that's, like, $500 or so dollars in equivalent money. I'm not a mathematician. My math is usually quite bad, so it might be a little more or less than $500. And, you know, that's a ton. I don't know how many of you out there are willing to spend... $500 on an action figure playset, but I got to tell you, I'm not the one. And if my daughter asked me for an action figure set that cost $500, first of all, I'd be a little proud of her for wanting something that awesome. But I would tell her, you better mow a lot of lawns, you better sweep a lot of floors, you better go and get a job down at Baskin and Robbins to help offset these costs. So, anywho, like I said a second ago, the flag was a monstrous seven feet tall, and in those seven feet was roughly 150 parts, including 16 deck clips. Those are the pieces that would hold it together. An arrestor hook, that's the part when like a plane would land, it would uh, hook on it and secure it to the deck. A radar, various antennas, six missiles, a fuel trailer, chairs buggies, you name it. It also came with Admiral Keelhaul. Admiral Keelhaul was actually the highest-ranking G.I. Joe officer outside of Joe founder, Joe Colton. As an admiral, he's two pay grades higher than a general, the general for G.I. Joe being General Hawk. Initially, 
You could only get Keel Hall as part of the flag, but in 1993, they released a solo figure of him as part of the Battle Corps line. Sounds kind of lame, I think. I think that was one of those late series things where they had, like, tiger stripes or neon parts. I would avoid that at all costs unless, you know, you don't want to pay for the flag and you want a Keel Hall. Let's see. We got a look here at some of Keel Hall's outside of the military activities. Let's see. His hobbies, per se. He is a chess player ranked on the national level, a well-respected military historian, and also a clarinet player of questionable talent. Seems a little sketchy to have that show up in your military record, that you're not very good at the clarinet. I guess maybe they're trying to make you seem humble, you know, when you're like in charge of a giant battleship, you're the highest ranking G.I. Joe guy, a well-respected historian, a great chess player. They got to throw something in there so you don't seem totally pompous. And you know, maybe he doesn't really feel as if his clarinet playing is important enough to hurt his ego. So he's like, oh, you know, I dabbled in the clarinet a little bit before I got in the military. Throw that onto, onto my file card, I guess. Alrighty, right. Let's take a quick commercial break and listen to another USS Flag commercial. This one bugs me a little bit. It bugs me that whoever recorded it missed the very beginning part where it says USS Flag. It just kind of starts with the flag. Again, though, beggars can't be choosers, and I'm not complaining at people who go and put vintage commercials out there. I would have liked to have heard the USS, though. So anyhow, let's check it out. We shall return momentarily. You are listening to the Toys R Us Report. Act like you know. The USS Flag aircraft carrier. Nice strike landing! It's big, tough, and built to carry all the planes, men, and equipment Joe needs to go into battle against Cobra. Kill the jet! Oh, strike us so separately. Where's the admiral? He's off the wheel! Launch Batteries not included and some assembly required. We want Cobra! No, no. G.I. Joe USS Flag Aircraft Carrier comes with what you see here. Other figures and equipment sold separately from Hasbro. Thanks for uh, sitting tight during the commercial break and welcome back to the show. Let's take a little minute here and talk about some of the features of the USS Flag. And there were a decent amount of features, I guess. When you're paying the equivalent of $500 for something, you want a nice feature or two included. Okay, so first and foremost, and I think this was what everybody wanted to mess with the most, was a really cool PA device that came included. It was kind of a bullhorn, I guess. You would speak into it like it was a CV radio, and it would alter your voice a little bit so that you sounded... A little bit more adult, a little bit more like somebody who would be on a uh, naval aircraft carrier. It also came with, let's see, I got some notes. Let's see what my notes have to say about what was included with the vlog. The ship also included two other smaller vehicles, one of which was the Admiral's launch, or like, it was really just kind of a small motorboat that Keel Hall and another officer could use when they were going to go ashore to either like sneak up on Cobra troops or maybe for shore leave. I don't know. I guess a aircraft carrier is too big to get to a lot of places that wouldn't have like an official dock. So maybe you would just use a smaller boat to charter dudes back and forth. It also came with a, a little two-part vehicle that would, I guess you could use it to either like transport your Sky Strikers, you know, you could hook them and pull them back and forth, or it also doubled as a fuel delivery system. That's pretty cool. I can see a lot of fun with that. Um, you also had a elevator. You had an elevator that could take you between the different floors. I guess that's pretty fun. You know, I always enjoyed it when a playset came with kind of like a mundane sort of day-to-day -day device that I could include with it. 
that's one of the things I've always enjoyed. And I don't know what that is really and what it says about me, but I really enjoy mundane day-to-day action figures. That was why, like, the Fisher-Price adventure people always appealed to me and also, like, Playmobiles really appealed to me. But that is another discussion for another day. Today we are talking about the G.I. Joe USS flag. Um, also, with the flag, there was, like, a really neat hook on the deck. So when, like, your Sky Striker came down, it could get hooked and wouldn't, like, you know, just shoot right over onto the other side. That would be disastrous. I mean, imagine you're you're coming in, you're coming in for approach, you know, the tower's like, you can land it, bring it in, bring it in, uh, airplane guy. And you come in, and, like, there's no hook. You just whip right into the sea. What a disaster that would be, considering that, like, I think a fighter plane costs, like, a billion dollars or, like, 1.98 billionth of a dollar. I don't know. Something like that. So... You want to avoid that at all costs, so you came with that handy-dandy hook. There were, you know, a lot of other little cool whatnots in there, but we don't need to get into every little detail. Let's move forward and see what the flag goes for on the secondary market. According to my very, very, very thorough, not-so-thorough research, the flag is super-duper-duper desirable on the secondary market. You can pay anywhere between 5 to 15 to $20 for the individual parts, like the deck clips or the chairs. They're going to set you back like 5 bucks a chair, 15 bucks a deck clip. And if you want a complete one, you could be looking for upwards of $1,000. And that's not in the box. I saw one in the box, not sealed in the box, you know, with the box, and it sold for $2,500. Dude, that's bananas. That's a lot more than you're going to see me spend for something, even though I, you know, I would think it would be cool to have it. Another thing that I saw that was really neat was somebody made a custom Cobra USS flag. It was painted blue and red, kind of like Crimson Guard colors, but they wanted 3,500 clams for that. And that's just, you know, more clams than I have to bake, so I couldn't even consider that. And I got to be honest with you, even if I were rich, I just don't think I'm going to spend that much. I just can't imagine that it's worth it. I don't know. The flag is great. The flag is dope. And in the past, I think we were at SACCon. I saw one mostly complete for a couple hundred dollars, and I really, really, really considered buying it. But what stopped me was, where do you put it? Where do I have seven feet of floor space that I can dedicate for something that I would want, but I'm not going to actually mess with all that often. I guess if you had some way to, like, secure it on your wall, that would be awesome. You could, like, turn it sideways and just hang it up there. That would be cool. I don't have that space, though. Most of my walls are full of carded figures and comic books. I got, like, I have an office. I'm in my office right now, the ISR Com Center, and it's wall-to-wall action figures. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I don't have the space. And I know if you're a collector of any kind of merit, you probably don't have the space either. I think that's really, it's like a have, have not. Do you have a lot of space? Do you have a lot of things? Do you want more things to fill the space with? Have or have not. That didn't make any sense. But what I'm saying is I almost bought it once and I really, really considered it. And I do regret it Mm, I don't regret it a ton, but I do regret it a bit because it would be dope to have it right now and be able to look over and see it. Really, though, it would just be another giant thing around the house that you have to dust off regularly and you have to do uh, 
keep the cats away from. You know, you got to keep the cats from sleeping down in the interior decks. I don't know. Anyway, that's it for the Retro Toy Roundup this week. Now we are going to move on to the most anticipated, most appreciated segment of the show, the Toys R Us Report. Make sure to visit virtualdirtmound.com if you know what's good for you. Up next, the Toys R Us Report. Sue. Here we go. We're going to move into the Toys R Us report. And you might be a little confused thinking the show is over because that's our old exit music. But we have brand new custom exit music from our boy, Daya Gamblink, over at the Retro Obscura podcast. And I do recommend you check them out. If you like this, you'll definitely like that because it's a little, little better than us. You know, he's been at it a little while longer and... His game is tighter. So check out Daya Gamblick over at the Retro Obscura podcast. And as the show fades out after the Toys R Us report, dig our new song by him. It's called Wannabe. And frankly, we're loving it. We are loving it. What was that fast food commercial where they're like, I'm loving it. What was that? That was McDonald's. We're loving it like that. Anywho, let's move on to the Toys R Us report or the weekly part where I tell you what I saw over at the toy store. This week was kind of cool. Um... They're having, like, a big super sale over at the Toys R Us, and they promised Jeffrey. Jeffrey the giraffe would be there to take pictures with the kids. So we thought that would be a good time to roll over there. Unfortunately, Jeffrey wasn't there, and when my wife asked the clerk, you know, where he was, the dude was like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. So we didn't see Jeffrey, but... I did pick up the Creature from the Black Lagoon reaction figure that I had been looking for, so I got that going for me. That's good. And then, on another note, there there is a new Toys R Us in my town. It is a Toys R Us Express, and it's in the mall, exactly where the KB Toys used to be. Let's see. KB went bankrupt, and then after that, there was like an educational toy store there, you know, the kind of toy store that specializes in wooden figures and wooden dollhouse furniture and educational things like crystal kits, you know, crystal radios and also crystal growing kits. That's cool. You know, whatever you, whatever kind of toys you prefer is your thing. So anyhow, now there is a Toys R Us Express there. We dipped in, we went to check it out. It was what you would expect, a small mall store with a lot of different action figures and different toys, sort of a small slice of what a bigger Toys R Us would have. It seems like they have, you know, the Mattel toys, the Hasbro toys, the Barbies, the G.I. Joes, the Marvel Legends, that kind of stuff, and board games, you know, Monopoly, just the basics, the real basics, and everything is on a smaller scale, and it's a bit more expensive than the store normally is. That's cool, though. I can dig it. My family goes to the mall sometimes, and I, I never go along because there just isn't anything there for me. The closest thing would be, like, a GameStop, and I'm not much of a gamer anymore. I like, I do like arcade games and things, but I'm not so much of a home gamer anymore, so I, I don't get a lot of thrill from going into GameStop. It's cool for a few minutes, but they spend more than a few minutes doing what they're doing. So it's nice that there is something for me to look at, and it's nice that that something is a Toys R Us, even though I don't think I'll ever really find anything great. But, you know, one more place to look around is one more place to look around, and you can't beat that. Anyhow, going to cut it short. We're going to head out of here. Going to go off into the sun. This is me, Icy Robots. Make sure to check us out over at virtualdirtmall.com. That's my eBay store. I got all kind of good things, all sorts of cool toys. And getting into the holiday season, this would be the time to go and get something for someone you care about, I guess. So, 
With all that said, go follow us on Twitter at ICRobots. Go give us a big thumbs up on Facebook, facebook.com backslash ICRobots. So now we are officially signing off. Episode number one, zero. If you don't know, now you know. See you next Wednesday.